0: Cofield and Company, live on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno.
1: Four o'clock hours here, Batman and Cofield, Damon is here, he's got his costume on, Reno's in, Vegas, ESPN Las Vegas, ESPN, Reno, uh, I rarely react to, uh, the press box and their dopey promos, but, uh. That one from Tyler, which Reno couldn't hear, Tyler was suggesting that Barry Odom is the outlier and that most football coaches are kind of creeps. And Senek McKee, who dropped a wide-open touchdown reception and then broke down on the field, that I guess he was suggesting that most coaches would just tell him to get away from him? What? I mean, I think most coaches would go over to him. You could see he was hurt. While I rail on football coaches and the way they handle criticism sometimes and the way they treat fans and media, most They care about the kids and they would support him Uh, because I saw a lot of like, that's what makes Barry Odom special. It is, but there's a lot of other things that you don't see that make him special. And it's also consistent with the way he behaves. We'll have to get to it later. I saw some stuff about the way Dion talks about his linemen and I saw some people back him and they're like, oh, kids are getting paid. That's the way you get traded now. The bar is higher. Stop. Stop. Go out to a football practice. Go to a game and try to sit close to the field and you see the way it really is. It's not most coaches are not this like hardcore F you if you fail. I have no patience. If you stink, you have no place on my team at the universe. It's not the way it is.
2: Okay. People think it's all Trent Dilfer on the sidelines.
1: <laughs> yes. Just flip Well what you know what they think? And I, I've really started to get into um, last Chance to You and watching the Jason Brown seasons. And man, he's a weird guy, but he is like that the image of that classic F you, F this, you're failing me, like very selfish coach. That's not the way most high level coaches are. And there, there's a lot who are very flawed, but they're not all terrible people. All right. That was number four. Get to the big four.
0: Battleborne injury lawyers presents the big four at four number four it's another one of those days we're
1: all over the place we have an organized show and then we just go off the rails because there's so much good stuff to talk about uh, a little more on the and a lot more on the nfl trade deadline coming up raiders in activity the raiders game last night the loss uh, big news last night very late was the trade of james harden from the sixers to the Clippers. Clippers didn't have to give up too much. Sixers got a bunch of picks and expiring contracts about the way it goes but here's the other one. While people are all demanding on like, hey, what's Philly getting back? This is a disaster. They were boxed in. They were cornered. I thought this was great from Charles Barkley as he talked about just how impossible the situation was. There was no turning back for Philly with James Harden.
0: Uh, it's not tough to figure out. James Harden can't come back to Philly. Them fans ain't going to have it. Um, the fans ain't gonna have it. He can't treat the the city of Philadelphia like that. and They are gonna forgive and forget. I said the same thing with Ben Simmons when they were trying to like, we want Ben Simmons back. I'm like, they're not gonna take him back. What? What? I'm, I'm I'm just asking, what did James Harden do to the fans? Well, when you play for a team, you do you have a, you have an obligation to the fan base. He didn't show up for work for ten days. You just can't take time off because you unhappy. You not you ain't getting traded. Easy, right?
1: And I hope Kenny Smith was playing devil's advocate. I hope he didn't actually believe that. You know, nothing was done to the fans. Fans take it personally. They're your customers. If they don't want to buy the product, then you're in trouble. Simple. Number two. Number two. Boy, Stephen A., what's that show that we like? Uh, with, uh, is it Cameron? It is what it is. It is what it is. It's the new, uh, it's the alternate is what it is, right? That's what you called it, Stephen A. Trying to do non-sports talk and be more conversational. Is he good at it? He's interesting when he does it. So there was a list that came out. Did you see this list? Yes, I saw the list. It was some chick who put out like 25 places and things you can't do on a first date. And so Stephen A uh, got his mitts on it and started making some comments on, these are some of the restaurants that apparently this lady said you can't take a woman on a first date to.
0: There are places that you shouldn't go for a first date. Fair enough. It all depends on the man you're with and what his budget entails. Cheesecake fact. No problem whatsoever. That girl smoking something. Applebee's. Uh, I like Applebee's. Chipotle. uh, Olive Garden. Ain't nothing wrong with Olive Garden.
1: Steve. Okay, good start. What is... By the way, I don't want to get on pronunciation because I mispronounce stuff all the time. What was Chipotle?
2: Hey, Some people say it differently. Is that right? A little flair.
1: So the OG is okay. He said Cheesecake Factory is okay. Um, I think he I think he may nick some restaurants coming up here. I know he talks about the movies. Fire this?
0: Now the movies is a different animal. Your house? Stop it, fellas. You know good. Look, you can't be showing that you're trying to get someone a first date. No Buffalo Wild Wings for a first date. Unless she's somebody like Raspucia that wants those wings. IHOP, no. Denny's, no. Church? Now that has potential. I believe in the Lord. And the Lord has connected me with you. He's such a cheese ball performer,
1: is he? I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so, why yes on OG and Cheesecake and hard Nose on IHOP? I think a Breakfast Date is brilliant. IHOP, Denny's. Why do you nix Buffalo Wild Wings? They have good chicken sandwiches. They got late night specials, happy hour specials. They got a house beer that's like four bucks. I mean, I don't go there, but uh, I'm kidding. Of course we go there. They're one of our great clients. But why? Why he just randomly He's go, included he, restaurants and then mixed other restaurants.
2: I think that this entire list, and Stephen A, obviously the highest paid person at ESPN, has some of this as well. It reeks of elitism where I am elite. I am too good for these places. Now, if you're going out with someone you know they make well over six figures, yeah, you maybe you should think, why is this person taking me to Applebee's? But regular people, what's your problem with Applebee's? What's your problem with IHOP? Or Denny's. Come on, guys. If you're under six figures, and I'm not saying you can't dream big, but you shouldn't have a problem with any place that was on this list besides the house. The The house, yes.
1: The list had, uh, I think it was a total of 28. I mean, there's no rhyme or reason to this list from this lady. You can't go to sporting events, Waffle House, a bar just for drinks, hookah bar, nightclubs, bowling. Uh, Stephen A. said bowling is fine. Um, Somewhere that requires a long drive, I guess the feeling that you're getting kidnapped. Yeah, that's Uh, Movie night. You can't do that at home. Family. Can't go to family functions. No ice cream dates. I loved ice cream dates back in the day. Uh, coffee dates. It's out. giving poor. You can't go to Starby's. Another coffee date. You can't go to the gym. Uh, you can't go to Denny's. IHOP, a buffet, Red Lobster. Uh, both of the wing, the big wing places nationally. You can't go there. Any fast food chain. Also, as you mentioned, your house and then uh, the other restaurants that he mentioned. So Seems this, like chain this, restaurants th- th- are just getting a bad rap. Yeah, she's very anti-chain restaurant. Um... A bar just for drinks is the dumbest restriction ever. I've said before, I've said it many times, I've never, except for high school, I've, I don't, there there are very few women that I wound up being with even for a little bit that I did not meet at a bar. It is like 97% at a bar, which I've also gone on a rant. We've been around people in this building who are like, one, Vegas is terrible. Two, you can't meet anyone in a bar. That's all the people I've ever met. Very true. It is, it is It is. the basic of a relationship. Talk to a stranger, be interesting, hook them for something more.
2: That's it. This person also never tried to pick up a bartender either. That's a challenge.
1: Wait, are you saying the person in the building or this woman?
2: No, the person you're talking about. If They're saying it's too hard to, you know. Yeah.
1: That that's a good that is I'm trying to think uh, I mean sort of I guess I've done it uh, no that's not because because you know women you know women bartenders are getting the runs made at them all the time yeah I think Stephen A nailed this and it was a good internet piece last week but uh, putting together a, a list of all these different chains you don't like and restaurants that are restricted and then arbitrarily bowling what
2: what's wrong
1: with bowling the but a first date I mean. I did a coffee date
2: for a first date. I didn't get a second one. Maybe that was right. I don't know. Who knows?
1: Would you allow the woman to beat you at bowling?
2: I'm not a good bowler, but I am competitive. So she might just beat me on her own merit.
1: Number one. All right. So we hit on the Dabo Sweeney thing a little bit. So Dabo Sweeney, Clemson coach, they're four and four. They're not having a great year by their standards. Tyler in Spartanburg, South Carolina, uh, South Carolina, called up and laid into Dabo, and essentially said, you know, you're making all this money. Where are the results? Uh, this was more of the call or the answer on the radio show from Dabo. Let me tell you
0: something. Uh, we won 11 games last year, and you're part of the problem, to be honest with you, because that is part of the problem. It's people like you that do that. All you do is the appreciation, the expectation is greater than the appreciation. And that's the problem. We've won 12, 10-plus win seasons in a row. That's happened three times in 150 years. So if you want to know why, Clemson ain't sniff a national championship for 35 years. We've won two in seven years. Is this a bad year? Is this a, yeah. And it's my responsibility. Take 100% responsibility for it.
1: So there's so much to this. Um, Calling out the fans that it's your problem and that you don't have enough appreciation and your expectations are too high. Uh, coach, you make nine million dollars a year, and you oh know what? what? My ticket prices are not the same as they were ten years ago. So you're asking me to pay more. So in turn, the expectations are higher. Win, and also stop being a baby. This is kind of a, and I, and I don't mind Dabo Sweeney, you know, puffing his chest out and going, you know what? Uh, maybe expectations have gotten a little crazy. Like he has won a lot there, um, but it's not just one bad year. It's been trending in the wrong direction. I just think I think it's beneath the coach to go after fans.
2: You he are he not getting, allowed you to are respond getting, to Tyler?
1: No, he can respond to him. He can sound frustrated. But that whole thing about there's not enough appreciation, calm down. You're a football coach. You bring some joy to our lives. Now you're bringing a little bit of misery to this guy. Again, it comes with the job. You know, the funny thing is when I came in today to the show, I was like, I kind of like what Davos he said. But the more I hear him say <laughs> it, the more I'm like, man, you are really full of yourself. What about the part where he
2: says, hey, man, 100-some years – I'm the only person that's brought some real success yeah. around here. What do you say
1: on the show all the time? About me, I start going after, like, Rex Ryan when I'm talking about Jets. You're like, why is Rex getting strays? I think I think uh, some of the guys he kind of goes after, Clemson Legends, uh, I think we have him in this part. Frank
0: Howard never had a bad year. Coach Ford never had what a is, bad year. What is this? Nobody, Coach K never had a bad year in basketball. Coach People K. have a bad year. Part of the problem is... The appreciation and what's happened at Clemson, we've won so much that even when we used to be the funds and the winning, now even when you win, people like you complain and criticize the coaches and question everything. People like you. Where
1: if if Kobe were still alive to utter that, uh, now it's turned into this amazing meme where he's like, soft. Soft, man. Dabo Sweeney was actually considered by the NFL. Like The Raiders kind of had some desire about Dabo Sweeney. Do not ever mention that again. He is way too soft to coach in the National Football League. And by the way, would I say it to his face? Yes, because I'll follow the lead of, what's what's the guy's name? I think it's Phil Kornblatt, who's a South Carolina media guy. Dabo came in all kind of happy this morning to the press conference. He's like, ah, who are you guys dressed up as? And without hesitation, apparently uh, media guy Phil was like, yeah, Tyler from Spartanburg. Everyone laughed. Dabo had a laugh. I, and By the way, I don't think Phil said it the way I just did where he's okay. like, yeah. Oh, what am I dressed as? Tyler from Spartanburg. What do you think of that?" I that I'll, enough appreciation?
2: I love that Dabo also hit the classic. You're taking the fun away. Yeah.
1: You're ruining it. It's not fun anymore. Jeez. Danny Ford taking shots. Frank Howard taking shots. I'm surprised he didn't start rolling out old players. All-time greats. Todd's boy didn't bring you a national championship. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Boy, he is sassy. He is real sassy. E.J. Manuel? No. And In the end, this is mostly your fault, Dabo. Use the transfer portal. Use NIL. You got to keep up with the Joneses. Stop with these weird standards you have. Damon. do you miss days like this on Raider Nation Radio where you would just take a bunch of calls, have strong takes on how the Raiders are just being the Raiders? Or, like me, you look at Raider Nation Radio now and you're like, thank God we have that station because I really don't want to do a whole lot of Raiders today. This is, you know, Rhino just put it perfectly, one of our P1 listeners, um, he said, absolutely, the Raiders need to move forward or back. And back, again, is frustrating. Even worse, doing nothing. And then he threw out a line. I, he has an office gif, and he just wrote, I hate it here. I don't know if that's from the show or just some other show, but yes. If I were Raiders fan, I'd, my sentiment would be, I hate it here.
2: Yes, but they've been hating it here for a while now.
1: And I don't, I don't mean Vegas. Yeah, I, I mean, mean being the team. Raider Nation, it's annoying. Shannon Kelly covers the Raiders from time to time, but then she can escape back to Reno and Northern Nevada and not deal with it. How are
3: you? Hey guys, I am doing well. You're right, I do. I cover them from time to time, and then I escape back up to the cold yes. weather.
1: And then you're like, that's that's Reno. That's all I needed. <laughs> that's all I needed was that Drek for a little bit. Um, last night, like our our. Uh, our listener just said, Derek. Last night was bad, but the fact that they're not doing anything—and I don't mean react off of last night's game—I said yesterday, let's start being bold. If you're the Raiders organization, start making some moves, one way or the other. Um, I don't—I mean, if Devontae Adams is coveted and could get you a first-round pick or two, then move on. This—this um, this stuck in the middle at like six wins to eight wins is just silly.
3: Yeah, it's, it is, it is, it's sad though. You know, you think you have a new coach, you have a new quarterback, you have all these new pieces, you have Devontae Adams coming in. Hey, we just signed Josh Jacobs back. You have all these uh, pieces that you think and, you know, over the last couple of years, but it's tough. I think, you know, uh, the fan base, similarly to the Nevada fan base, you know, of how they felt these last several weeks. And uh, it's tough looking from the, the outside in and I can't, you know, even imagine how these these guys are feeling in the locker room. Obviously, they're going out there and they're trying, yep. but uh, just wasn't was not the Raiders night last night in Detroit.
2: Yeah, you know, I was gonna say you mentioned just like Nevada, but at, at least in college, when you get that that one win, that second win, you can feel good. Now, when the Raiders win, they're making the fan base even more angry because now they're losing <laughs> the draft picks. It's too late; <laughs> <laughs> you can't <laughs> win.
3: That's a good point. That's a, that is a good point. It's a double-edged sword because then, yeah, I mean, what what can you do to make the fan base happy at that point? So, yeah, it is a uh, it is a tough tough sword right now that Raiders fans are, are dealing with.
2: You put out a tweet, and it surprised me because Nevada, speaking of winning, opened as a favorite this week against Hawaii. Should fans be surprised by that? Because I've got to be honest. I saw your tweet, I'm like, Nevada opened
3: as a favorite. Hmm. Uh, You know, I don't think so, given how Nevada played uh, last week here against New Mexico. I mean, pitching that shutout there in the first half. I mean, and yes, the offense played, you know most complete game of the season. Really, it's the most complete game in all three phases Nevada played. But, yeah, I don't think they should be too surprised, given Hawaii's track record now this season, after getting shut out at home there against San Jose State. They've lost all four of their Mountain West games so far. You know, um, Hawaii's head coach Timmy Chang, a former Nevada assistant, you know, in his second season, just like Coach Wilson in his second season, trying to really rebuild the program. Over there, so I don't think necessarily a, a surprise based off how Nevada played last week against New Mexico. All
1: right, give me the positives of the win over the Lobos. It was twenty-four nothing at the half, 27-10 going to the fourth quarter. Uh, they win the game. Obviously, defense was good in the first half, and uh, but it was a win without um, or with some adversity because they're they're not really healthy right now on offense.
3: Yeah, definitely. I mean, you talk about, you know, that first half going up there 24 nothing. those three interceptions coming in the first half. You look back to the season so far, I mean, they didn't have a lot of interceptions. I mean, they had three and seven games combined prior to that game there on Saturday. So that was a bright spot. You know, the three interceptions, the defense played well once again. But they are banged up. Sean Dollars was out. He had a concussion. Uh, he's expected to be back, though. Uh, come Saturday for the game there against Hawaii, Brendan Lewis. He's expected to be back as well. He went down there, uh, late in the game with an injury and AJ Bianco came in at quarterback, but, uh, the offensive line, you know, offensive line is banged up a little bit. Some guys, um, you know, we'll see if they come back in, but yeah, certainly not a, a good time for, for players to be banged up as, you know, they are on a two game winning streak, but, uh, you know, with Sean Dollar's back. That can certainly help. And then having Brendan Lewis back, but we'll see about some of the big guys up front.
1: Uh, Now, what happens with Jamal Bell? I mean, I think he has to get more carries, right? Until they get healthy, and he was really effective.
3: Yeah, he really was. And it was interesting after the game how he said, you know, hey, he's like, since I came here, I've wanted to play running back. And I thought that was (laughs) so interesting because he really made it show. I mean, he showed, hey, I'm capable of, I can, you know, I can be a running back as well. Uh, but yeah I mean he was he was pretty good out there at running back he did some good things and I would think you know if you're coach Wilson you have to let him go back in there and get more carries just because Sean Dollars is back there without Ashton Hayes he got hurt at the Texas State game so he hasn't played in a few weeks as well he'll probably be done uh, for at least probably the rest of the season it doesn't it's not looking too good for Ashton Hayes but um We'll see, you know, what, what Coach Wilson and his staff come up with there. But I think if you're if you're Jamal Bell, you want to be getting those carries again because he showed what he is capable of.
1: Uh, good times, finally, for uh, the last couple of weeks for uh, Brandon Talton. I saw him and got to interview him at Mountain West Conference Media Day, and he really just hadn't got that much action for a, a great kicker returning. And, and he even said at Media Day that, you know, he had a chance to go other places, but he wanted to finish off the job uh, with Nevada. But up until these last two games, he hadn't got much action.
3: No, he really hadn't. And, you know, he had been waiting uh, a couple games, actually, to, to break that record and set that all-time record for the most field goals made and it happened against San Diego State. And then it was 4 for 4 on Saturday there against New Mexico. And he didn't have, you know, easy shots by any means. I think one of them was 51, 52 yards uh, was his longest. So, I mean, that wasn't an easy field goal by any stretch. But, yeah, I mean, he's certainly he has been – in clutch for Nevada and they've relied on him and, and they came came in clutch when they needed him most and, and Saturday was another situation just like the week prior at San Diego State winning six nothing there uh you know his leg his leg did the work and, and got the pack the win
2: two game winning streak is there any chirp within the Wolfpack Nation of hey the team the program's turning around it's not a doom and gloom as maybe they expected it to be earlier in the season
3: yeah, I think so. I mean, I think now, you know, fans are like, okay, hey, this thing is getting on the right track. People are happy that the Wolf Pack is winning again. Saturday's game is a 1 o'clock start against Hawaii, so hopefully, you know, they'll draw a decent crowd. It's not going to be as cold <laughs> up here. Um, basketball is starting. You know, the Pack have an exhibition tomorrow night. So I think, you know, there's a lot to be excited about, and I think now that, you know, the, the – Pac fans are seeing some wins come out on the scoreboard. It's making, you know, people are excited. People are going to want to to tune in now. I mean, after, you know, the UNLV loss, it's tough. Hey, we're 0-6, and, you know, fans aren't as as interested. That's just the reality when you're not winning. You know, how can you continue to to want to come out to games and continue to support? It's a tough, like with the Raiders, it's a double-edged sword.
1: Shannon Kelly with us on Cofield & Company from Nevada Sportsnet. Uh, give a shout-out to the uh, the Wolfpack soccer team, the women's soccer team, right? Big accomplishment.
3: Yeah, really cool for them, making it to the Mountain West tournament for the first time since 2013 under first-year head coach Vanessa Valentine. They fell short to Boise State on Sunday there in that, that first-round game, but uh, really awesome for the ladies to, uh, to go to the tournament. They fell short to UNLV on Thursday night there, but still – made
1: it to the tournament which is really exciting to see i saw you tweet vegas golden knights in their battle uniforms from nevada day uh and they're auctioning them off right so that's a good thing right. if unlv started wearing a battle themed jersey every once in a while in basketball or football how would wolfpack fans react
3: that's a great question. Because <laughs>
1: they've kind of that's taken ownership question. of that. The the He's, folks up north have taken ownership of it, but clearly VGK is not up north.
3: That's a hey, and Uh-oh. that is totally fair. Uh-oh. That's valid. Uh-oh. That I think would cause a lot of controversy. Yes,
1: yes it would.
3: I think it would. Think you might be onto something. but yeah. That 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 would uh <laughs> that would be something. Another that really uh, would
1: another coal in the rivalry fire. Well, oh. well, if you remember. Um, I can't remember exactly what Tony Sanchez uh, he had a helmet that looked closer to something that was uh, Nevada than u n l v and people up north started flipping out. but it was actually a vintage helmet from like nineteen seventy one that u n l v had worn in the past. so
3: I remember that yeah. actually now that you said it, I do remember that
1: it didn't go over well.
3: Not good, <laughs> Not good. <laughs>
1: all right. Uh, and like you said, the uh, the Alfred squad is going tomorrow against uh, Stanislaus Slate. Remind me when is the opener for the regular season opener for the Pack?
3: It's on Tuesday, a week okay. from tonight, against Sacramento State at Lawler Event Center, seven o'clock.
1: All right, good deal. Lots to watch. Uh, some people have the Wolf Pack as high as number three in the Mountain West Conference, and it's going to be a crazy race. I think from three down to seven, and a lot of talent. As we know, I think with both UNLV and the uh, Wolf Pack, it's going to come down to health and whoever. You know, is really surviving and, and thriving with most of their roster. Come February, is going to have the better season. But uh, luck has not been great on either side when it comes to being healthy the entire season.
3: Yeah, it it has not been. When you look back to last year and you think back to all the guys that, that did get hurt, uh, we'll see. Maybe it can be the year for them this year, either Nevada or UNLV. But it is tough. Like you said, three through seven, I think, It's too early to tell how the preseason rankings come out. I'm sure it'll be much different come March.
1: It will. All right, Shannon, we appreciate the Tuesday spot. We'll talk to you.
3: Hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate you guys. We'll see you later.
1: Nevada Sportsnet, you can follow Shannon up on Twitter. Shannon Kelly underscore NSN. This hour is brought to you by our friends at Battleborne Injury Lawyers, offices in Reno and Henderson and Vegas. Anywhere in the state, number to call? 766-1400-775 766-1400-775 in the north. Boy, oh boy. Cofield and Company, this show has changed so much over the years. We used to make a big deal about getting angry about the CFP rankings when they came out. We're going to be saved from all this nonsense. I mean, I guess we'll still get mad about, uh, you know, 10-11, really 10-11 and 11 next year. Right, 12 will pretty much be locked in as a group of five invite with the new college football playoff. But this last year, we're still going with the four-school format, and they just released the first CFP. Were you, did you look up at all? Yeah, I looked up. We got
2: um, Ohio State. Yes. Georgia, strangely.
1: Yep. yep, Michigan. Michigan.
2: Yep. And Washington. I thought it was Florida State 4. Oh, was
1: it? You might
2: be right. Florida, no, Florida State 4, Washington Florida 5. Florida
1: State 4, Washington 5.
2: Well, we excuse and me, thinking a West Coast team could sneak up in there.
1: We came to grips with the fact that this is a TV show and that's all it is because we've seen repeatedly when it comes time to actually put the four teams in, it can drastically change. They're just setting up drama and pissing and moaning on the internet. So I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to bite for a second here. No one really believes Ohio state is the best team in the country. No one. Even Buckeye fans deep down are like, eh, we're a little bit flawed this year. Like, is Kyle McCord really an Ohio State elite quarterback? Mm, probably not. Georgia deserves an award one ranking. Michigan, in spite of the cheating scandal, is the second-best team. They've looked the most impressive. If you want to have Ohio State in there, that's fine. They shouldn't be ahead of Michigan. And I guess we should reach out. There's probably a lineup for it already. I haven't seen it. Um, Ohio State will not be favored over Michigan. So... This is a bunch of bunk once again, and after I say it for 45 seconds, it goes back to it's a TV show. They're trying to drive ratings, and they're trying to drive discussions. How's
2: Texas ranked over Oklahoma?
1: I don't care. Seriously, I won't do it. I did it at the top. Um, Does head-to-head
2: mean nothing, Steve?
1: Well, I mean, that's an argument we have on the show all the time. A one-off really doesn't prove much, but traditional sports fans will flip out because, well, they played each other. Of, of course going, the winner should be ahead of them in the rankings. I'm going to Sooner Twitter right now, and I'm going to stir up some trouble. This uh-huh. is BS, guys. Well, you, you know, like I just said, <laughs> why did they, why did they put Texas over Oklahoma? It's a TV show. Because now they're going to have Big 12 fans in those two markets, around those two schools, all pissed off. Just because they beat Alabama. <sighs> is there a big fight that needs to happen with the group of five. Is anyone going to argue the group of five right now? I don't want to argue it, and I don't know who the best group of five team is because we have to play out the rest of the season. So are they anti-military in dissing Air Force? Is Tulane in that 16 to 20 range, or are they below that?
2: Number 16, Oregon State. I want to see them play Air Force this weekend.
1: Okay. Gosh. Uh, I'm t- I'm t- what is it, Tennessee? See, I just said we're not doing it. We do this all the time. Damn you college football overlords. Who's number twenty? USC. But they, they uh, the graphics on this, on the logos, like all I see is a C. What, <laughs> yeah, that that who, S is very who cropped out put this together. Utah looks like WT. I was going to say it, it looks like Indiana. I mean, the TV is kind of far away from me. Well, we're just waiting for them to. I think they revealed it. We're just watching the recap show, but we're just waiting. I said I'm not going to do it. Now we're just going to sit here with dead air until we see the last five they won't even show it watch we'll just wait <laughs> we'll wait and then have to go to break but here we go no there okay. we go so they've got tulane at 24 air force at 25 why it's a tv show that's it do you have any beefs do you have anything you want to pick at Batman? i think air force is ranked too low okay there you go yeah do you want to send out a tweet Do you want to direct it to Tulane fans? Call them morons. It's not Tulane's fault. Maybe they're better. You know what?
2: Power Five. These guys, these guys, they're getting too much love.
1: Two losses? Come on, get them out of here. I seriously wish you would do the show every day in a Batman mask. I'm back tomorrow. Oklahoma State
2: 22? (laughs) It's outrageous!
1: Or should they be higher? Not even ranked. I was going to use that as a tease and throw it at Sammy P, who would respond with, I don't care. Why are we talking about this? Penny Otovich on the way.
0: It's Cofield and Company's Eye on Sports Betting Betting. Betting. with Sammy P. P.
1: My Lord, if we had a dictatorial boss here overseeing programming, damon, we would get yelled at every day. This show has no rhyme or reason anymore. Sam no. Peniottovich is with us. Sam, I looked up. I saw the CFP rankings. I'm like, we're not doing this this year. We're not no. reacting. And then I just spent five minutes reacting. God, I suck.
4: What is your biggest issue with the first power rankings that will definitely change in the next well, month?
1: What's the biggest problem? I, exactly. I preface all this by saying, and reacting to almost everything, it's a TV show. Um, no one thinks Ohio State is better than Michigan. So that's just stupid that Ohio State is one and Michigan is three.
4: The only reason Ohio State is number one is because Ohio State has the best wins of those four teams. I mean, they've beaten Notre Dame on the road, and uh, then they beat Penn State and really swallowed up Penn State. Gave up 12 points, I think. They've also won at Wisconsin. Granted, Wisconsin's not what Wisconsin used to be, but what's Michigan's best win? I mean, how can you put Michigan number one? when their they're, they're best game so far in terms of, like, toughness has been at Minnesota, at home against Rutgers. Like, they've literally played nobody. But. but, look, here's the good thing about this, and we can move on if you want. No, 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 because I, I, w-
1: I want a classic Sammy P on a couple of questions. I want a I don't care from you. I'm going to force it out of you. But, go ahead. What's the bottom line on this one?
4: We'll know November 25th who's going to represent the Big Ten. Right. When Michigan and Ohio State play at noon Eastern, we'll know, and then yeah. we can all move on. So no, I don't care.
1: Uh, there it is! Um, <laughs> look ahead. Have you seen a look ahead? I just reached out to a couple of sportsbook people. Um, my look ahead number: Michigan at home against Ohio State would be. I think that I think I actually think I believe this too. Michigan is ten points better than Penn State and Ohio State. I think the look ahead is probably five and a half. Is that too aggressive, Michigan?
4: The look ahead in the summer was Michigan minus three. Okay. Um, the problem with lining that game, anything higher than seven, and I, I think it's a complicated issue. Like If I was if I was booking bets, I would never open at seven or higher because I'm going to write nothing but money on Ohio State, including those big bets from sharp guys on Ohio State money. Like, I mean, they would whack me to death on Buckeyes plus two and a quarter, 250, 270. I, I would get crushed. If Ohio State were to win, so I look. If I'm booking bets, I Michigan three and a half, maybe Michigan four.
1: Wow, all right, that's what uh, Devon said. Three and a half, okay.
4: I mean, Uh, you're you're trying to balance the budget, and I I just I feel like if you open Michigan minus seven, you are going to get slaughtered with Ohio State money.
1: Yeah. Um, Ward Manuel is on the committee. I should replace him. Because I would be more pro-Michigan than him. Uh, and I would say this. I wonder how the committee would handle this one. Listen, folks. We've seen what Michigan has done this year. We know, allegedly, they have a massive cheating scandal that basically tells them what's coming at them. I'm adding two points to their line overall, and they should be the number one team. Because I think they're unbeatable because of that system. Will they start yelling at me? Will they try to throw me out of the room? Or they they be like, well, I guess he's talking in reality?
4: I mean, look, the, the good thing about Michigan this year is for the first time in a long time, when you compare them against Ohio State, Michigan has a quarterback. And Michigan has a better quarterback. Um, so that's sort of the the equalizer for them. They have a quarterback who's dual threat. I mean, J.J. McCarthy's completing 80% of his passes, almost 1,800 yards. And then, oh, by the way, like he can run when he needs to. He's not the best runner in the world. I mean, he's not you know, Michael Vick or anything, but he can get outside the pocket and make things happen. He's got three touchdowns on the ground, eighteen through the air, and depending on where you look, he's one of the you know, heavy hitters to win the Heisman Trophy. And and Ohio State has just a guy. I mean they have like Craig Krenzel again or um, uh, who was the quarterback when I was there Todd something. Todd not Todd Boom but like, you know, just some just nondescript white guy playing quarterback. Like he's nothing special.
1: All right, I'm going to change the direction. Um, Reese's Pieces minus a half a Twix over Reese's Peanut Butter Cup.
4: Can you repeat that?
1: Reese's Pieces minus a half a Twix over Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. I'm handicapping... I I still don't understand what you're saying. I'm handicapping your Halloween candy power ratings.
4: Okay, but you gave me three things and gave me one number, right?
1: Yes. Well, no, I'm saying that Reese's Pieces are better than the peanut butter cups, by a half a Twix. He's still confused, I think. You, I,
4: I mean, I'm sober, and I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, I'll, give me your one, two, three right now. I'm going to put you on the spot and save this segment. What do you got?
1: You don't have to save anything. The, the whole show has been great. Uh, Reese's Pieces, the peanut butter cup, and I actually threw in uh, gummy bears. That was, that was not Bella Fatto, right? That was uh, who's the other guy on the show? Travis Thomas. Yes, Travis. Travis had uh, gummy bears, and I forgot how much I love gummy bears. Although, obviously, you don't, you can't just throw like loose gummy bears in a, a little pumpkin when you're giving out the candy. So, yeah, those are my top three. My
4: issue was he had gummy bears slash worms, and I, I've never seen anybody do it that way with power ratings. Yeah,
1: they're they're different. You can't do yeah, exactly
4: two candies. Yeah. That'd be like putting Ohio State slash Michigan number one in the ratings. You yeah, can't well, do they might.
1: You know what? That's next week. That's what CFP is going to do next week. That was good.
4: I love Claud- Claudia too. Puts a hundred grand number one, and I told her. I said, "Look, I, I think hundred grand are okay." Yeah, I haven't had a hundred grand candy bar since my grandma died in nineteen ninety seven.
1: Oh wow! I always throw in Watchamacallits, but I don't think they're widely available anymore. But God, yeah. they were good.
4: How about like an underrated candy too? Is um, like, I think Charleston chews when frozen are out of this world. Yeah. But you got to freeze them. you got to put them in the freezer, and then you, like, slam them on the concrete outside to break them up. But frozen Charleston chew is really underrated. You never put it in the top five, but it's it's top ten.
1: That actually would be funny if I took one of the bowls of candy that I'm giving out tonight and froze the whole thing. Everyone gets frozen candy, no matter what it is.
4: Okay. okay, frozen Reese's, nothing wrong with that. Nope. Frozen Snickers, nothing wrong with that. Uh, I don't know about frozen Skittles. Sk- Skittles, um,
2: Skittles would be tough. Who wants a Charleston chew? I've been sitting on this one for a minute now. And- yeah. I don't see how that's even making anybody's top ten. It's Charleston shoe oh, wow. when
1: you're way off. This is better than the CFP. You you are you guys have saved this segment as you say. I don't say segment. It's it's illegal, but you guys have saved it.
4: A frozen Charleston shoe is top ten. A not, an unfrozen Charleston shoe doesn't crack the top fifty.
2: I will go buy a Charleston shoe tonight and freeze it just to see what you're talking about. Because I have never thought anyone's been more wrong.
1: Will in you their life. will you f- uh, fulfill the bit entirely and actually break out your front teeth trying to eat it? Yes, and then and then you'll show Sam. And I'll, I'll I tweet. broke
2: my teeth, man. And I'll tweet at SP Shoot. Look what you've done to me. Uh, hey, actually, Steve. <laughs> look, I just found some new ratings.
4: Michigan is a 14-point favorite against Ohio State. How about that? That's yeah, crazy, isn't it? What a development.
1: If you agree with me, oh my God, I'm I'm actually getting <laughs> validation from from listeners saying, uh, and uh, actually a boss saying that the the frozen Charleston shoe is money. Come on, get out of here. Um, don't you're banned, um, Jeff Sherman. Just uh, everyone's listening right now. This is a, this is the segment. We just
2: got a text, Steve. You're right. We have a text line at six nine one oh, yeah, eight seven okay. keyword ESPN. Very confusing.
1: What's going on? Right? WTF now? WTF is a Charleston shoe. Oh really? <laughs> Thank you. All right, Sam. Now who's uh, as old as your grandparents? You're getting too old for this. I audience.
4: guess this all this all came full circle right in my face. It and did.
1: I wasn't it, did. That. it did. Uh, Jeff Sherman says Michigan four and a half. So I had him five and a half. Um, I do want to bring up the fact that you are. Uh, brilliant and going back on social media, um, did someone actually? Why did someone tweet at you? Delete your whole account. This s sucks. And then you answered them about the Raiders' defensive special team score, ten to one, right in your eyeball.
4: I mean, I, I don't know. Like people just chirp at me. Like I, it, it's crazy how people tweet at me either before games or after one play. That like I'm <laughs> wrong delete my account and the clip that i responded to was we were doing a a viewer question segment where it said hey hit me with your top three anytime touchdowns." and i didn't give three but i said look if you want a sleeper the raiders at 10 to 1 defensive or special teams touchdown is a great bet given the value because the lions beat special teams was like four to one. Yeah, yeah. And Jared Goff, look, Jared Goff's okay, but Jared Goff isn't Dan Marino. Nope. And you know, and this guy responds to the video of me saying, "Hey, like I think Raiders D or special teams touchdown ten to one is a good bet." Yeah. And he responds and says, "Delete your whole account. This blank sucks." So then, right after the Raiders pick off Jared Goff and take it to the house, of course, you know me, I, I got all my receipts. I, I quote him and go, yeah, there you go, right in your eyeball, 10 to 1.
1: Yeah. And classic, um, classic. And he, uh, and he says, I
4: don't even bet, which was yeah. funnier, even funnier. I thought, "I don't even bet, he says.
1: Classic so. letters and number combination for a Twitter name and pictures of everything but itself or whoever this is. So love it, love it. Um, all right, let's get into a couple of games. Well, first of all, you know what, I wanted to go back. I hadn't really been tracking what John Murray over at Westgate had been doing. Uh, did he fall this week or is he now 8-0 with his NFL best bets?
4: This was the first one that sweat. He had the Seahawks minus seven and a half. Mm. And they were going to lose outright. It looked that way. They were down three. And then P.J. Walker threw a tip ball that got picked at midfield. Seahawks score a touchdown. Final 90 seconds. Win by four. He covers three and a half. So he is eight and 0 now.
1: Wow. Very nice. He's good. He bags on the NFL all the time. But he knows what he's doing. Um, All right. Uh, Yesterday I was calling on the Vikings to make a bold move. I was calling on anyone in the NFL to make a bold move, and of course the Niners made one by going out and getting Chase Young. Um, I wanted the Vikings to trade for an Arizona quarterback, but I wanted them to trade for Kyler Murray. Um, What does Josh Dobbs do for them in terms of saving some of their value when it comes to betting? Anything?
4: Josh Dobbs in Minnesota does nothing for me. And I think you look at this, I mean, this market this week is – it's predicated on Jaron Hall starting because I, I think it would be foolish for Minnesota to rush this kid in there who doesn't know Kevin O'Connell's very complicated offense and expect him to have success. So, I mean, there, there's a drop-off from, from Cousins to Dobbs. I was texting with a couple guys in Vegas that make numbers and they think there's a four-point drop-off from Cousins to Dobbs. So, if, if Minnesota is a seven-point favorite with Kirk against Green Bay, then they're a three-point favorite with Dobbs. I just, I mean, I didn't really like anything I saw, but then again, he's playing behind a bad offensive line, and and the Arizona Cardinals have like no weapons. Can you name their best receiver right now on offense? Hollywood Brown. So, exactly. Well, yeah. Well, that yeah. that pause there indicates that, like, yeah, there's there's clearly an issue. I mean, they, they just they don't have any playmakers on offense, and it's hard to judge a quarterback on a bad team with a bad line and no weapons. But I still think, look, Kirk Kirk gets a lot of flack mostly because of his record in primetime games, but Kirk was slinging the ball, man. He was one of the top three quarterbacks in, you know, completion percentage and yardage, and he was really playing well before he went on. I felt bad. Uh, the leading receiver for uh, for Arizona has 416 yards, and that's a Hollywood Brown, followed by Michael Wilson at 401 yards. Tyree Kill has 1,000 yards just for, for context purposes. So they have nobody to give, you know, Dobbs any balance. So I, I don't know. I don't think it's a big deal um but he's clearly better than a rookie in jaron hall i would think
1: easy win for the dolphins in germany over the
4: chiefs (sighs) i i don't know man i i i feel like those those games overseas are always tough because there's always wonky stuff that happens it looks like a decent by-low on kansas city especially under three but their receiving core is not i mean rasheed rice might be their best receiver and he's a rookie so, they're going to have to pound the ball to Travis Kelsey, hit the play action threat down the field. Um, I think KC can expose Miami's secondary, but that's a game where I'll tell you what, if you like Miami, take a couple pops on them at 10 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. Because if you look at the consensus right now in the market to win the Super Bowl, Kansas City's 5 to 1. Miami's like 9, 10 to 1. If Miami beats Kansas City, mm. that number goes to like seven fifty, eight 8 to 1, maybe. So, I think if you think Miami can pull the upset here, you look at them not only, you know, on the money line, but you look at them to potentially win the AFC or win the Super Bowl at ten to one. That's not a bad bet.
1: He's on Nesson. He's on F S one. Happy Halloween, my friend. We'll see you, Sammy.
4: Go freeze that Charleston chew, boys. Have a good one. See ya.